to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. What's going on? Welcome back to Mind Your Hormones. I'm jazzed today. I have so much energy. I'm ready to go. I cannot wait to talk to you about this topic because this was something I really did not know about and I'm excited to share it with you. So what we're talking about today is delayed cord clamping. Um, and this is something that is part of my birth plan, which I'm going to do a full podcast episode about my birthing plan, like the whole thing. And then I'm obviously going to do another episode post baby about what actually happened. But today I just want to specifically talk about delayed cord clamping because it was really cool for me to learn about this. Um, and there's just some nuances with it that I want to talk to you about and what I'm specifically going to be requesting, why it's important, all of the things. Before I get into that, I want to give you a quick update on my whole glucose testing situation. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I recently did a podcast episode that I'll link below if you haven't listened to it yet about how I declined the gestational diabetes glucose test where they make you drink that, you know, disgusting drink with all those terrible chemicals in it, makes your blood sugar spike and then crash and all the things. And I declined it. And I was planning on just getting a glucose monitor and testing my um, glucose levels for two weeks to show them what the levels were, that I don't have gestational diabetes, all the things. But I actually don't even have to do that. I love my OBGYN. He's just making me get two um, fasting glucose tests and A1C tests. So to at the time of this recording, I am 28 weeks pregnant, um, literally the day that I'm recording this. And I just got back from taking my first fasting glucose and A1C test. Um, and then he's making me do the next one at 35 weeks. And that's it. Literally, that's the alternative. So easy. So I just wanted to update you on that because I know last time that we talked about it, I was saying I was going to monitor for two weeks, depending on your situation, depending on maybe what your blood sugar levels were prior to pregnancy, your state of health, all of that, you might have to do that as an alternative if your doctor wants all of that data, but it might just be as simple as what I'm doing, which is just taking a fasting glucose and A1C test at 28 weeks and then another one at 35 weeks, and then we're done. So this is just my reminder that you get to call the shots, which is what I'm also talking about in today's episode. And if you aren't comfortable with something, just say that you're not. And hopefully you have an OBGYN that's open to that and that gives you alternatives without any issues. Like I'm so grateful for him. He's so amazing. And he's just a standard OBGYN. Like he's not a naturopath or anything like that, but he's doesn't push anything. Like anyway, I'm not going to go into how much I love my OBGYN right now because that's not the point of this. The point of it is I just want to give you an update on that because it was different than when I originally said I was going to be doing. Okay, so now today's episode, delayed cord clamping. Now, there's two main reasons, and, and what this means if you're like, Corinne, what is delayed cord clamping? This is when the baby comes out after you birth the baby, they 
there's at times would immediately cut the cord right away. Um, delayed cord clamping is that they're not clamping it. They're not cutting it right away. Um, and there are specific reasons for that. The two main reasons why I'm doing this is because number one, it makes sure that the baby gets all the blood, all the oxygen, all the stem cells that he or she is supposed to receive. Because when the baby comes out, that, uh, cord is still pulsating for about two to five minutes after birth, which means that necessary blood and oxygen and stem cells are being pumped into your baby still, which we obviously want. We want them to get all of that. Specifically, stem cells, they play a huge role in the development of the immune system, the respiratory system, the cardiovascular system, and the central nervous system. And the concentration of stem cells in the fetal blood is higher than at any other time of life. And if you're immediately clamping the cord, this leaves nearly one third of those critical cells in the placenta, which we don't want. We want it in the baby. Okay. Um, so it's really, really important for that. And evidence also has shown that allowing the cord blood to keep flowing for a few minutes after birth increases infant iron stores, which is the second reason why I'm doing this. So the first reason is to make sure that the baby is still getting all the blood, the oxygen, the stem cells that are still flowing through the cord once the baby comes out for a good like two to five minutes after. And then the second reason is when you do delay this cord clamping, it reduces iron deficiency and anemia in newborns. So that's the second main reason. Um, and obviously in early infancy, the baby has go, is going through rapid brain growth, rapid growth in general, just development. And iron is, of course, an essential part of that process. Um, so the, also, I should have prefaced with this. I'll put in the show notes where I got all this information, where I got this evidence. I'm obviously not just pulling this out of my ass. You know, you know how we are. We're science based back here. Um, obviously we like, we like all of it. We like the woo. We like the science. We like it all, but this is science based. Okay. Um, I'm personally taking right now hypno babies course, um, the home study course with hypno babies. I'm taking that as part of my birth plan. I guess you could say it is to support me in having an unmedicated vaginal birth. So it's like a hypnosis course. It's amazing. Um, there's like audios and stuff with it. And it also goes through a ton of information. And this is actually where I learned about the delayed cord clamping. Um, so I'll put the link for the hypno babies, um, course below if you're interested in doing that. I do have a code for it too if you want to get a discount on it. It's super affordable in general. Um, I really, really love it. If you're someone who is interested in having an unmedicated birth, my friend Jillian, who was actually on the podcast before talking about motherhood, she did this course and she had an unmedicated birth and said it was super helpful. So that's why I started taking it and I'm really liking it. So anyway, that's where I'm getting this information from. Okay, so as we are talking about birthing plans and stuff like that, at the time of this recording, like I said, I'm 28 weeks pregnant, so I'm thinking about postpartum times and stuff like that and how I'm going to be tracking my cycle in postpartum because I am planning on breastfeeding. So, you know, generally you don't get a cycle for a while because your prolactin levels are, are higher, um, which prevents you from ovulating and getting your natural cycle. And, you know, it depends on the amount of time for everybody. It's always different, but I obviously don't, well, not obviously, but I don't want to get pregnant again for a while. Um, so what I'm personally going to be doing is I'm going to be using temp drop to track my cycle. Um, and what I love about this, because I'm fully aware that in my postpartum times, I'm not going to be getting great sleep, not going to be waking up at the same time every morning, which is super important for the accuracy of tracking your basal body temperature, which is how we track, you know, to see if you're actually ovulating or not. Temp drop is an armband that you put on your arm and you 
wear at night that just collects the average of your basal body temperature. So it doesn't matter if you are waking up at the same time. It's it, That's like irrelevant for this type of thermometer, which is so huge for postpartum times. So I wanted to let you know what I'm going to be doing if you are thinking about that as well of like, okay, how am I going to know when I'm getting my period? Like what, you know, obviously there's a lot that goes into it, but specifically with this, I'm obviously just going to be using condoms and stuff for the time being. And then if, and when I do see a spike in my basal body temperature, I know, oh, okay, I must've just ovulated. So maybe I'm getting my period. So I'm going to just be like, you know, being cautious from a condom perspective until I actually learn and see what's going on. But in efforts to also know if I actually do ovulate because you ovulate before you actually get your period, right? So we need to know if that's happening. I'm going to be using temp drop. So if you're interested in this, go to the show notes. You could check it out. You could use code AFCORINNE, A-F-C-O-R-I-N-N-E at checkout for a discount um, on their on their product line. It comes with an app. It's super, super easy. I'm so excited for it. And if you happen to be someone who's listening to this who's not pregnant, this is also great for you if you are just someone who doesn't wake up at the same time. Maybe you are a shift worker. Maybe you just travel a lot, whatever it is. It's super beneficial for that because the accuracy of the time that you wake up is really important for other temperatures, other thermometers. And this takes that out of it. So it's going to make it super easy. I'm very excited about it. I will keep you posted on my journey, but I wanted to make sure that I shared it with you in case you're interested in doing that as well. The link will be in the show notes. And of course, if you have any questions about it, you know where to find me in there, it talks about how the World Health Organization has actually dropped early and immediate cord clamping from its guidelines to help avoid the anemic and low iron deficiency problems with newborns. Um, so some people, some hospitals, it's just common practice now to do delayed cord clamping. Sometimes it's not. But the thing that I want to bring to your attention is even if your hospital is like, oh, we do delayed cord clamping, like we we don't, you know, uh, we don't clamp it until 60 seconds after. That's awesome. At least it's not immediate. But what I specifically am going to give them specific guidelines of when to actually clamp it, not just going by 60 seconds. So just because your doctor or your hospital might be like, oh, yeah, we do delayed cord clamping, like we don't do it until 60 seconds. That's not always long enough. And I'm going to talk about what you can look for and what you can maybe put in your birthing plan if you are someone who is pregnant right now and you're going to be having a baby, which obviously if you're listening to this, you probably are, unless you're just prepping for it right now, which I love either way. Um, so I'm going to talk about the nuances of it. But um, anyway, so the delayed cord clamping, it helps the passage of the blood from the placenta to the baby, and it reduces the risk of iron deficiency in infancy. Those are the two main reasons why I'm doing this. So here is my plan. I'm going to request, and by my request, I mean demand, <laughs> that my baby's umbilical cord is to be clamped and cut after it stops pulsating, not just at 60 seconds, because you will be able to see that the cord stops pulsating once all of the blood has finally flowed from the placenta into the baby. You'll also see it go kind of uh, to like a whitish color. So there's like a saying like, wait for the white. So it's like you wait till it stops pulsating. You wait till you see it's white. So like all the blood is through and then you tell them that's when you could clamp it because that's 
that's not a specific amount of time. That could be anywhere from two to three minutes. It could be five to 10 minutes. It totally depends. Obviously it depends on your baby on on everything. There's no like, this is the exact amount of time it is. So that's why I love that it's, it's common practice for some hospitals now where they're doing delayed cord clamping, but sometimes it's just for 60 seconds and that might not be enough. So I'm specifically putting in my birth plan to cut um, I clamp and cut the cord after it stops pulsating, not a specific amount of time. Um, and, and with that, cause there's a, like a couple concerns I was thinking of when I was reading through this, I'm like, okay, can I of course still do immediate skin to skin or will like that mess up the flow of the cord? If the cord is like bent like that and you know, can you still keep the cord blood? Like those are some things that I was thinking about. And yes, you could of course immediately do skin to skin. So that's of course part of my birth plan too. Um, and so you could do that right away before the cord is clamped and you could also still save the, uh, the cord blood. That's, uh, I forget the, uh, the, uh, program for that, but you know what I'm talking about. You could still save the cord blood, even if you do delayed cord clamping. Okay. So obviously look into that with whatever provider you're going to be using, but you can still do both. So don't think that you could have to choose one or the other. You could do both. Okay. Um, and if you do get pushback from your care providers, like, Oh no, no, 60 seconds is enough. Like, you know, it's fine. Like the the delayed cord clamping, it takes too long. Like you don't need to do it for three minutes. It's, it doesn't even matter for a healthy term baby. Like they get enough after those 60 seconds. Like My reminder for you is that you are in charge. You call the shots. You are the one that's educating yourself on this. You know what's best for you. You know what's best for your baby. You know what is in alignment for you. Just because they might want to rush the process doesn't mean that you have to say, okay, that's fine. They can't technically do anything that you tell them that you don't want to be done. If this is something that you want and you strongly believe in, then you have to just stand up for yourself, have it in your birth plan, have this conversation with your OBGYN before, reiterate it then and there. If you like are seeing that they're about to clamp it or something, you'd be like, wait a second, did it stop pulsating? Is it white yet? Like hold the F up. Okay. So just remember that you're in charge with all of this. And that is like my biggest thing with everything with, you know, with your hormones, with declining birth control, if you don't want it, with finding natural options, with getting pregnant and doing things naturally, instead of immediately going on to medication or immediately going the IVF route during pregnancy, declining a glucose test, if you don't want to do it, declining vaccines while you're pregnant, if you don't want to do it, having these specific things in your birthing plan, you are the one in charge just because a doctor might say, Hey, this is just how it's always been done. Doesn't mean it has to be done that way. Obviously I want you to educate yourself on it, right? Which is part of the reason why I'm bringing some of this obviously to the podcast, because it's not like I'm going into these situations being like, Oh no, I don't want this. I don't want this. I'm just like doing whatever without any education behind it. We are the ones that are responsible for educating ourselves on our pregnancy, on our birth, on post-birth, like postpartum on, on everything, because no one teaches us this information. We don't get taught in school about our menstrual cycles. We don't get taught when we get pregnant. All the things that we need to know, we're just given a list of foods to not eat. And then like, all right, see you later. Like you're just pregnant. This, That's it. It's like, what the F? There's so many things going on that we're not educated on. So educating yourself about this is so, so crucial. It is not your job to do what's quickest and easiest and common practice for your medical provider. It is your job to do what's best for you and your baby. What you you're comfortable with after educating yourself on the process. Okay. So 
I'm going to put the links below for Hypno Babies and for um, a specific article that was part of the Hypno Babies course that talked about cord clamping if you're interested in learning more about it. Um, but I just really wanted to pop on here and tell you why I'm doing it and why I think it is really, really important. If you are someone who's pregnant, highly recommend doing this if this feels good for you, putting it in your birthing plan. And again, not just doing it based off of the amount of seconds, but doing it based off of when it stops pulsating and when that cord turns white because we want the baby to get all the blood, all the uh, stem cells, all the iron possible. Um, and it's like, why wouldn't we do that? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. It's so crazy. So anyway, I hope it was helpful for you. If you are someone who is pregnant um, or you're a mom and you're listening to this, please share it with someone who this can resonate with, who you know would love to have this information. You are the reason why this podcast is growing so much and why this information is getting spread far and wide, which makes me so freaking happy. So I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much for being on this journey with me. Um, please share this on social media and tag me or just message me on Instagram at Karina Angelica and let me know if this resonated with you. I would love to know what stage of life you're in, what you're vibing with. Like it really helps me create more content that you love on this podcast, which is of course why and my whole intention. So I love you so much. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.